it's episode 309 of the Commander's Brew. I don't know why I felt like doing that as Mrs. Doubtfire, but Mrs. Doubtfire, it felt yes, right yes. tonight. It felt right to do that as Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello, okay. welcome. Episode 309, Commander's Brew. It's me, Andy, also known as Mrs. Doubtfire, and it's also Sean is here. What are you also known also as? Also known as Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, right. Stu. Stu. Uh, or Matilda. Stu. I remember that his name is Stu in that movie because my mom always makes the joke that Mrs. Doubtfire makes whenever we had Stu growing up. She would be like, isn't that more of a thick soup? And then I'd be like, yes, mom, you did make Stu. Like it only works if you're talking about a person's name. The joke doesn't make any sense if you're referring to the actual thick soup that's right in front of us. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. that is Stu. Yes, yes, yeah, there it is. <laughs> but hey Mom's... that's the only movie i've ever seen in theaters after it came out on video <laughs> like it what? had <laughs> it had like just been released in theaters or sorry just been released on home video and uh -huh. but like my family had planned to go see it forever and we just never got around to it and then finally we did and I was like, well, we could just rent it. <laughs> and then we're like, well, like, let's was it, it playing at it like a like in like a, were you on a trip in a tiny little town that no, had a Christmas it was, store you know, and, and ice cream stand? No, it was really weird because I think it was just a wildly popular movie and it just stayed in theaters for so long. And then a few probably here and there just were like, all right, let's just run Mrs. Outfire until people stop coming to see it. And the one in Mississauga where I lived was wow. kind of a like it was a, it was on like the crappier side of theaters like it was like one of the older mm -hmm. ones so maybe that's why but yeah we got, I went to see it like the week it came out on video <laughs> well, th there was I mean I I've you know I'm a I'm a, I, I lived through an interesting time in movies where like meg megaplexes were invented uh and you know so like th there's I remember where I lived mm -hmm that uh, a new plaza was built with like a 10 plex right and and we were just like oh man we can see all the movies here this is great and like like a, a five minute drive away like uh, like the first like megaplex i was aware of the first silver city right. was, like was built and i was like oh I'm never going to that one again. And that one was built and was turned into like a second run. Like they would show cheap because they felt tiny. I experienced them feeling like state of the art, brand new theaters to being like, oh, it feels like I'm watching something in someone's living room <laughs> in the span of a year. Uh, wow. <laughs> it's incredible how, how quickly they got outclassed. So that's the kind of movie theater where you would see like a, like an older movie and, and, I don't think they can even just run movies for a long time now. They probably have their calendar all blocked up. They're like, well, this movie, we can only run it for four weeks because there's a million movies coming out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, now it's really weird, though. Now we're in this other weird area where movies are like nothing comes out in theaters anymore unless it's Captain America or, you know, right. Superman or whatever. It's got to be a huge superhero. Fast movie. nine. Fast nine. Gotta have it. Just gotta filled with huge celebs yeah i mean i kind of like so so okay so now here's another question is 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 there no such thing as a summer blockbuster anymore because of how movies are made or are they just or are we just spoiled because every movie's basically a summer blockbuster now yeah i think it's probably that i think there's like Everything is a summer blockbuster. It has to be in order for it to be put in theaters. It has to be a blockbuster. Yeah. The bar um, is too high. Yeah, the bar is crazily high, right? Like if you're not a Star Wars movie or an MCU movie or at least an attempt at doing one of those things, you're or a movie you just go to where, you just go to Netflix or something. Or a movie where Vin Diesel drives into space. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> or I guess The Rock and Emily Blunt, like uh in an old timey Ooh, jungle adventure that's a you're talking jungle cruise that's yeah. weird like of all, like okay so the pirates of the caribbean was a fantastic franchise built off of a disney ride yeah yeah i don't think they're gonna hit that gold mine again with jungle cruise well they already didn't <laughs> with the haunted tower that's right right 
And right. isn't there another one too? There may. I mean, I, I I know Battleship isn't a Disney ride, but that's another one where I'm just like, really? Yeah. Battleship. They tried. <laughs> they tried. Uh, they tried. Oh, I'm boy. surprised they didn't try Monopoly first, but they tried. Um. Uh, uh, hey, by the way, I learned. Do you know the origin of the word blockbuster? Uh, yellow and blue movie store. No. Okay. <laughs> so the term summer blockbuster, right? That's where it comes from. And Jaws is the first thing to ever be called a blockbuster. Okay. And the reason is because the lineups for the movie were around the block. It busted. So I guess it. So some journalist coined the term blockbuster, meaning, I guess, yeah, that it like busted the block somehow. I don't know. (laughs) I don't fully get why the buster part is there but like that's that's what it was i mean it sounds good enough to make a video store chain an iconic video store chain an iconic demise as well oh like what what a shakespearean corporation (laughs) what would you say is the most iconic demise in magic Ooh, oh okay fictional or like but i I don't even know how to purchase i don't know if i want to think of like a character or like how a card was hyped to the moon and now no one plays like those both could that's, apply. That's kind of what I was thinking. Something that used to be like top, like, you know, top echelon of cards that you used for whatever format you can you might want to think of. But now it's like whatever. It's bulk now. I want to go. My first thought is I don't remember the name of it. We used to put this card in so many white decks. Remember that it's an angel that when you play a land, you bring any permanent back to your hand. But if you play a planes, you bring any permanent into play. Yes. Oh, what's that called? (laughs) It doesn't actually have landfall, but it kind of has landfall. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I have this playmat. Emeria Shepherd. Emeria Shepherd. That card was incredible. And now I like I, I can't remember the last time I've even thought of that card. It's well, that's tough. Because it's that's a seven mana card. That was always going to be something that people were like right. shying away from anyways. Because just the format got so much faster. Yes, Every yeah. seven drop will become out of phase. Exactly. And like a seven mana card better be this good. You know, like it better be that good. So what about like what about like Cyclonic Rift? Oh. Because because of like in, in reputation, like yeah, everyone was like, this is the best card ever. It's perfect for commander. And now a ton of commander players are like, that's oh, just no fun. I don't like uh, that's the card I most hear people's like, I don't run that anymore. Yeah, that's definitely true. And that has fallen out of favor with people with a lot of people, not necessarily all people, but because of the effect it has. Yeah, it, it just makes games bad, makes games go longer or just like. I don't know. I guess if it ends them, I'm not I'm OK with it. I don't mind a card that can end games. It's more the right. ones that keep it dragging on forever. Well, the worst. we're using the same language that we refer to mass land destruction. Cyclonic Rift gets talked about the way we talk about That's mass true. land destruction. That is true. That is true. <clears throat> I mean, in those in those like so when it bounces everything and the player who did it doesn't like either take a massive advantage and like go on to win or win that turn um isn't though isn't it then just kind of just the same as like a card like evacuation or something i guess it doesn't bounce all permanents or non-land permanents. yeah so i guess that's the kind of the, the thing that makes everything take forever yeah okay yep or how about just the card golden demise hmm that's an iconic demise hmm yeah <laughs> iconic, no, that's quite literally iconic limited like... <laughs> card yeah, yeah. Send. big uh, you know a golden little mini, I mean, that mini board wipe but like yeah i guess i'll give everyone minus two minus two only your opponents yeah that could do something it's probably somewhat playable if you have something specific to do with it maybe if i'm running a black deck that gets to discard a bunch of things like for value i i I like to think of that as like where i can have a sideboard in the deck if that's the case uh this card makes it Mm -hmm. for that okay yeah all right 
Well, that's if it had cycling, it'd be a no brainer. Is there one of those that has cycling? There might be. I don't think it only affects opponents. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, that's the upside on that one. That's the ascend. The city's blessing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Um, There's I mean, I'm sure there's bound to be something that's going to be to have that iconic demise at some point. I just can't wait to see what it is. What's it going to be? So many commanders just kind of fade into nothing. Like there are commanders that were just everywhere and then and you just sort of stopped seeing them. But they never like we just moved on. Yeah. You know what? I can I have one of those Marquesa, <laughs> uh, the, oh. the the Grixis Marquesa used to see it all the time. P- even people like it was, I think, one of those ones where it's like a lot of the decks were very similar. But then there were also a lot of actually other cool different takes on on that uh, card and that commander. But I haven't seen a Marquesa the Black Rose deck in long time. Long time. There's just too many commanders. There's just too many. Yeah, exactly. People are brewing. You brew with new stuff, right? But that's actually not the case this time. Ah, oh, that nice. was a nice. That was a nice wow. uh, thing. Couldn't have written it better. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, for so we've been we've been. Uh, picking a lot of the new commanders because there's new sets coming out every two weeks, it feels like. Uh, yes. So that makes sense. But this one, we grab onto one of these new themes and we kind of give it a different spin. It's kind of an old school episode. So yeah. uh, stay tuned for that. It's going to be cool. Let's get to it. Yeah, let's, let's get, so let's I want to th- thank you for listening. Thanks to everyone for listening. Of course, um, we do. We do. We're very grateful that you're listening. It, it truly means a lot that you would take the time to listen to this podcast. Laugh with us shout out names in the air i i still imagine that everyone listening is walking on the sidewalk maybe to a to or from a bus stop and shouting out <laughs> card names we can't think of iconic like devices yeah yes yes there should uh, be a card by the way also just called iconic demise well how well, come there big isn't, time right it would have like an a gideon on it or something that's right. That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's what that name. Should That's have an been iconic in, demise. That's one yeah. of Magic's most iconic demises. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We yeah. found it. We got there. We got there. So thank you for everyone who shouted that out. Um, and then also especially uh, d- super duper thanks to everyone who goes to our Patreon, patreon.com slash commanders brew and wants to donate there. That is massive. Absolutely massive in helping us out. <laughs> um, and you know, and a lot of people are like, I love the show. I want to help, but I don't have the scratch. That's okay. You can give us a like and a subscribe on YouTube. That doesn't cost anything. You can give us a nice review and some stars and on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Maybe you want to buy some cards already. That's in your budget. You can go through our TCG player link in the show notes of today's episode or any episode. Uh, any cards you buy through that link, we get a little kickback on that. And... If you're in Canada, you're a Canadian listener, we do have the best deal for you. We have an actual discount on your magic singles through the Wizard Tower. Let's hear an ad from them now. You enter the cave and discover that we're proud Canadian podcasters. And we're proud to be sponsored by one of Canada's premier card stores, the Wizard's Tower. WizardTower.com Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code brew adventures to get five percent off any order of singles shipped to you for free as long as you've ordered 15 dollars or more in singles and you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their content site mtgcanada.com now roll a perception check That's right. All right. Check it out. WizardTower.com. Let's get into this week's deck tech, though. What do you say? I would like that. All right. Here we go. This is a very interesting deck. This one is um, not based around uh, a new commander from one of the more recent sets. Um, But instead, it is based around a theme that we're seeing become an evergreen uh, mechanic in magic and that is treasures um been a, a a big impact on magic i would say um uh, in the way that uh a lot of the colors interact with 
with these like things that were kind of introduced in in a weird way. They were introduced as like gold first kind of back in like the yeah. Theros block. Right. And then we had um, that went away and then they brought treasures back in um, uh, Ixalan with the pirates, yeah. with the pirates and everything. And since then, I think they just were like, this is a big hit. We fixed the way gold works because now you have to tap it and everything. And now it's just an evergreen mechanic, basically, that we see. Uh, it's not technically evergreen, but uh, we just see it in it's so often. It's printed all through Commander products. We've seen it in the D&D stuff. We've seen it in like other tangentially pirate related cards, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, so wherever pirate, wherever treasure makes sense, uh, which is a, a lot of places in a in a fantasy setting. Right. So luckily, we're seeing a lot of treasures and it's good because it is a great mechanic. We love treasures. Uh, they smooth out your mana. They fix your mana. It's not an overwhelmingly powerful mechanic, but it's something that we can build around and and like, you know, use to our advantage in a lot of different ways. And that's what we're doing here. And we are taking a somewhat unique take on it, as you would expect from us here at the Commander's Brew. Um, <clears throat> I've decided I wanted to build a Golgari Treasures deck. So not using red, which is a bold move because red is, I would argue, the number one treasure color. Uh, Maybe blue number two. Blue could be number two. <laughs> one of the more iconic currently treasure cards is actually a white card right uh oh, or just two really good white cards then i think um so we're really you know <laughs> we're really doing something here by taking probably the two lesser used treasure colors in black and uh and green but luckily there's enough stuff here to, to sustain us there's enough stuff to make this deck kind of work and do its thing so let's get into it so first of all we'll talk about the commander and uh it's weird that it's weird. We just haven't had a deck that's not been based around the commander for a long time. So it's kind of fun to be talking about it in this way. But uh, first up is our commander, and that is Mazarek, Crawl Death Priest. Um, I'll get to it, but there was a little bit of a, I had a little bit of a crisis. I didn't actually, I, this is what I had in mind at first. But then there was another commander idea that kind of popped up. Uh, but check out Lost Cards for that, because we'll get, we'll get, we'll go deep on that in, um, in the Lost Cards, which is coming out. Uh, two days after this, if you're watching it when it comes out. Otherwise, check it out. It's on YouTube. Okay. Uh, Maseret, Crawl Death Priest. Three, Black Green, Legendary Insect Shaman. A 2-2 two -two with flying. Whenever a player sacrifices another permanent, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. So this is uh, obviously going to work really well with treasures, whether we have them or our opponents have them. And uh, it's just pure bonus. We're not... We don't have like... Uh, well, we have some stuff that 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 works with Mazarek really well, but we didn't like make Mazarek our main like we're not building around Mazarek. We're building around treasures. Mazarek is a great commander if that's what we're doing because of his ability. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So I actually uh, uh, when I thought about this, you know what? We'll get to it. We'll get to it when we talk about cards because I don't want to reveal too much too early. OK. OK. So first of all, let's set the scene here. Let's talk about uh, how we're going to get treasures in green black uh it's actually a little harder than you would think but it's not impossible um take a look at these first three sean why don't you read these for everyone and uh this is let's just get us going here with some of these things that make treasures and deal sure. with treasures grim hireling uh tiefling rogue that's three and a black for a three two whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player create two treasure tokens I didn't. I don't know if I've read this card before. Mm -hmm. This feels new to me. Two treasure tokens whenever a creature hits. That's pretty good. It's not bad, right? It's well, one or more. One so or more. So okay. you get two. Yeah, but that's still pretty good. Still pretty good. Black sacrifice X treasures. Target creature gets minus X minus X until the turn. Activate only as a sorcery. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um. Next up, we've got ruthless knave, a classic from. Uh, Ixalan, two and a black oak orc pirate three two and you can pay two and a black sacrifice a creature create two treasures sacrifice three treasures draw a card i like that yeah uh another way to make two treasures which is nice um this one you have to sacrifice a creature for but luckily um i mean you might be able to tell simply simply because we're running Mazarek that sacrificing yeah. is gonna be a good thing in this deck so so we're happy to see uh to see ruthless name pop up here 
Yeah, and then Revelin Riches. Uh, love this card. Four and a black for an enchantment. Uh, it's underrated. Well, I guess it's mm, not underrated because it's yeah. now it's over ten bucks. Yeah, Holy cow! Exactly. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, Revel and Riches. Whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, you make a treasure, and at the beginning of repkeep, if you have ten treasures or more, you win the game. This is this makes you board wipe proof, right? Yeah. Like your opponents can't wipe the board, otherwise they're like, well, you'll I'll, I'll give you the ten treasures you need. And now that it's so much easier to just make treasures, wow. I mean, I guess it doesn't surprise me this card's expensive now. Yeah, it's it's too bad for a number of reasons. It's too bad that it's kind of that expensive. We're going to talk about that in the budget report a little bit. But mm. um, but it is one of the key ways to make treasures in this deck is to have things die and for us to get a few treasures here and there. Yeah. I was talking about this card with some folks on our Discord, and, uh, and we were just saying how it's just so... It's such a bummer in a, in a weird way that this has the alternate win con on it. Because huh. there's so many decks where I just want this to make treasures. You know, I just yeah. want the, I don't want people to be afraid of this card. I just want them to be like, uh, oh, OK, yeah, that's annoying. You're making some extra man over there. But like, that's not killing me. Whereas like this is an active like end the game right. scenario for, for this deck. And it's like, uh, I guess if I win, that's good. But I don't want them to destroy this before I even come close to that. Right. So the astute opponents will realize that this is the part of the engine that is making you win yes. even without that text. But what I but so. what I want to but but it's it's not it might not be as pressing. Right. You know, when right. I have a bunch of mana already, people might just be like, OK, well, and it's hard to have an engine when it's your opponents that creatures that die by the way it, it's because yeah. they have a, a hand in it a little bit so but my what like, i was gonna say like, is i, I just yeah. i just really want wizards to, to print something with this ability on it without the win the game thing it could be a creature you know it could be it could be something like that you know what i mean i i would yeah. be i'd be very happy if that were some to, are, some to be printed cursed artifact that like sure. turns your opponent's creatures into treasure into treasures yeah but anyways revel riches is still quite good it's still you know yeah. a five mana enchantment that um you know that can come down and do that so so you know be wary of when you play it where you play it and uh maybe have, how and why how and why uh <laughs> of course um and then we have uh another card that's going to deal with treasures here uh skullport merchant this is one from the new uh the most recent set here uh tuna black for a dwarf citizen which is pretty funny it's a one four and when it enters the battlefield you create a treasure token and then you can pay one and a black to sacrifice another creature or treasure and draw a card so this is just a base of what the deck's doing, right? We're making treasures and we can interact with them when we want. Mazarek, uh, there's a lot of creatures in this deck. We didn't go the token route. Uh, I felt like we've been doing that lately a little bit. And like we had a red black deck that sort of touched on treasures, but it was pretty different than this. So, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to make it the same as that. I didn't want to make it the same as the token. So actually, we, we leaned away from tokens, um, but still sacrifice is a theme. And messing around with treasures is a great theme. And, you know, anything that does that is, is really good for this deck. So let's uh, stop messing around here because we know what's coming next. Let's start talking about these neat memes. Working on a neat moves. All right. So let's uh, let's get into this. So this is. I mentioned that there was a little bit of a crisis in the middle of building this deck that was purely created by the wonderful creative minds in our Discord because they uh, suggested there was basically like a, a light suggestion of something else we could do with two of the ingredients in this deck. And Sean, why don't you read these first two here and uh, you can all figure out why that is. Oh, sure. Um Oh, I believe you put up the uh, Icelandic version of this card. Did I? Instead of the English. No, no, no. I'm just joking. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Each techik salvage <laughs> splicer. Yeah. Uh, this is for a green for legendary human artificer. You know, my boy, each. Um, So this is a 1-1 legendary creature for five. When it enters the battlefield create a 3-3 colorless golem artifact creature token. And whenever an artifact is put into your graveyard from the battlefield, like a treasure maybe, put a plus and plus and counter on this and a plus and plus and counter on each golem you control. And it has partner. That and doesn't matter. But who might we partner this incredible card with? 
Ooh, Nadir, Agent of the Duskanel, five in a black legendary elf warrior, three, three. When a token you control leaves the battlefield, like a treasure, put a plus one plus encounter on Nadir. And when Nadir leaves the battlefield, create a number of one, one green elves, elf warrior creature tokens equal to its power. Also as partner. So, I mean, you can see right here that this is also an excellent candidate both of these the partners of itch tekic and nadir to helm this deck we're talking yeah. about treasures we're sacrificing things we've got artifacts galore you know making tokens also very works very well even if Mazarek is just in our 99 let's say um so it was a really tough decision like i we have a couple cards that actually work really well with itch tekic because it's just a good it's such a good card in here but but overall, I decided at the end when I was putting uh, like there was a point where it's like and Nadir were the commanders of the stack. And then I switched back to Mazarek. Oh, so I had to okay. like mess with some card, take some cards out and like, you know, anyways, again, lost cards. Check it out because we'll go deeper into this deck. But but these cards yeah. are still both really good in this deck, even as 99 performers. Right. Like it's tech is going to make us even if it just comes down, does the thing at once, makes a golem and just starts getting bigger uh, when he gets bigger and the golem gets bigger. That's going to happen. Um, that's really good. Nadir, same thing. You know, tokens leave the battlefield. This guy gets big. Plus, then if you try to remove this card because it leaves the battlefield, like they can exile this. They can swords yeah. Nadir with a bunch of counters on it. Doesn't matter. Uh, you still create the tokens either way. So that's a really excellent card to have. They both work so well and they're both going to get big with plus one plus one counters. And there's a couple other ones that are going to do that, too, like Ravenous Squirrel. Single Golgari hybrid mana for a 1-1 squirrel that says whenever you sacrifice an artifact or squirrel, <laughs> put a plus one plus one counter on Ravenous Squirrel. And then it has the ability of one black green, sack an artifact or creature, you gain one life and draw a card. So just another just great card to have with treasures. You just pay three. Sack a you can one of the mana can uh um oh no I can't never mind that's gold uh 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 oh no I guess you can't do that either anyways never mind whatever so basically you can basically use three mana and sack a treasure and then you can draw a card very very worth it uh you can sack Nadir at an opportune time to get a bunch of one one elves if you if you like like that's kind of the only way to make a bunch of tokens of this deck uh but that can still be really nice there's some nice interactions with Ravenous Squirrel. Um, I was actually really happy to be able to use this card because I just kind of had it in my head that all the squirrel cards work only with squirrels. Right. But that's not the case. This is a great card for a lot of Golgari decks. Um, and then we have one final one. Uh, there's a bunch of cards like this, but yeah, Molder Beast is another really good one. Four and a green for a 5-3 with Trample, and whenever an artifact's put into the graveyard for the battlefield, Molder Beast gets plus two plus oh until end of turn. So this can this is straight up a win con, though. If you have a big turn where you have a ton of treasures and Molder Beast just attacks, like, well, how much life you got? How many treasures do I have? Each one of these yeah. is too damage to you, right? And see well, what not to mention the squirrels getting bigger, itch techics getting bigger. Like you can like you've sort of got secret. Yeah. And at any point you can just be like, I can just make them big whenever I want. And they would all trigger off the same thing that's happening yes. right it's like yes you're not sacrificing yeah. an artifact to do this this is just watching for artifacts going to the graveyard like treasures so you can actually even still use the mana from the treasures that you're sacrificing to cast something else yeah and that's what makes everything get huge so yeah, yeah. really so that's really really fun check out and uh, we've got a lot of cards like like i said we, we built that red black deck that had a that had a treasure theme in it Obviously, we're going harder into treasures here, but it has this has some of those same black cards that we uh, use there. Uh, Sean, read, read this one here. This one was a good sure. one. Sure, Disciple of the Vault. It's yeah. single mana, a single black mana for a human cleric. One one. Whenever an artifact is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you may have target opponent lose one life. Yeah, right. Right. And great thing about this one is it triggers off of their treasures too. And these days, pretty much everyone has treasures, so that you're yeah. going to see that happen. Um, yeah, good call. Yeah, uh, read this next one, too. This one's really good. Fane the Broker looks a lot like Loki. Two in a black, legendary human warlock, 3-3. Three, three. Uh, lots of abilities. Looks like trading post down here. It does. Uh, tap, sacrifice a creature, put two plus one plus encounters on target creature. Cool. Tap, remove a counter from a creature you control, create a treasure token. Tap, sacrifice an artifact, Create a 2-1 white and black inkling creature token with flying. 
and three to black untap Fane the broker. That's sort of like trading posts. You can uh, up, you can work them up the chain if you want. You can untap him even so you can do all of these in a turn if you have a ton of mana. Yeah, yeah. Uh, neat. Very neat, right? This card, I saw it when it first came out, but now that I'm like applying it in a practical way, thinking about an actual deck that wants to use it, uh, maybe it's just this deck, but like, wow, this works with everything we're doing. <laughs> you this, know? Is why, th this is why having commander precons for every set is, I think, a good idea, because this is a three, three for three with four abilities that like you can't do that in a regular set where people yeah. draft it. Like, yeah, no. like you, you can't. Otherwise, this would be a six mana one one. That's true. <laughs> and yeah. it would be unplayable for everybody. Yeah, it's true. Then it's no good. Exactly. Then no format wants it. It sucks. Right, right. Yeah, Fane the Broker is really good. Really, this, this the sweet spot is there. I mean, this is a legendary creature. You know, you could I could easily see True. a mono black build of Fane the Broker that just is super fun because it just builds around all of these cool uh, abilities. But yeah. um, but yeah, here we're happy to do any of these things. Even the even the making like tr changing a you know uh, a, an errant treasure token into a two one flying you know, inkling creature token is not bad. Like that's actually, that's a fine thing to do. Uh, you that's know, at fine. the point in the game when it makes sense, you know, if you need a blocker that can fly any, anything like that. So really good, really good uh, synergy there. Um, Sean, you won't have this one on. I added this one after, but uh, this cool. is a really good card for this deck. It's called animation module. Single, oh, yeah. single mana. Whenever one or more plus one plus one counters are placed on a permanent, you control, you may pay one. If you do create a one, one colorless servo artifact creature token. And then you can pay three and tap, choose a counter on target permanent or player, give that permanent or player another counter of that kind. So really what this does is this kind of when animation modules out there, our deck is able to do something that it doesn't usually do, which is what I said is like uh, we don't lean into tokens. We didn't really make this a token build, but animation module makes it possible to get a couple tokens out there. Um, and if you notice, you know, it's tech kick, Nadir, Ravenous Squirrel. They all deal with plus one plus one counters. Obviously, Mazarek is dealing with plus one plus one counters. So you can get a lot of triggers from animation module, which mean even more triggers the next time Mazarek triggers. Like if we make two servos for two mana, next time Mazarek puts counters on everything, that's going to be a bunch of, uh, you know, possible more, you know, paying one to make more servos and so on. So this is kind of its own little token engine kind of like hidden in, in the deck, which I think is a really neat idea. Well, and this is so like this is great, mm -hmm. like because it costs one to come down and then you can sacrifice a treasure to put one mana in your mana pool. Mazarek will put a plus one plus one counter on every creature you have. Yeah. And if we want, we can we can do this on an end step, but we can also spend our entire land based mana no need to sack extra treasures if we don't want to yet, but we can spend our and just putting servos out at the cost of one per servo. That's yeah. the cheapest a token gets. Yeah, like like well, that's cheaper. That's too cheap. Tokens should cost more than that by most accounts. The first one's sort of free too because you've tapped and sacked the artifact and put that man in your mana pool. So like that first one, it pays for itself. You kind of just turn. You can kind of just turn treasures into servos with this, in a way, right? Like. Oh, yeah. Do it. You know, you, you sack the treasure. You use that one mana to create the servo. So it becomes the servo uh, yeah. that you that you get. So that's pretty fun. Become the servo that you want to be. <laughs> yes. Be become <laughs> sacrifice. Make sacrifices to become the servo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a new we got another package here of of cards that kind of turn the deck on its head a little bit and is one of the inspirations for the deck oddly enough it's kind of buried here and then it moves a little bit but actually this is one of the first things i thought of when making this deck so sean i'll let you read these uh three cards and Ooh. tell me what you think of them we're talking about our boy bucknard's ever full <laughs> purse two mana for an <laughs> artifact one tap roll a d4 and create a number of treasure tokens equal to the result. The player to your right gains control of Bucknard's Everfall Purse. <laughs> Bucknard. Okay. Okay. Tempting contract for generic for an artifact at the beginning of your upkeep. Each opponent may create a treasure token. At the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent may create a treasure token. For each opponent who does, you create a treasure token. This is this is going to be excellent 
at a table where people refuse to pay one for uh for what's it called ristic study <laughs> if your opponents don't care and just yeah, will do exactly. it and don't care what you get run this card but <laughs> if your right. opponents never pay for ristic study <laughs> they won't give you treasures they from won't. this either I've got a lot to I got a lot to say about tempting contract, but let's let's, okay, let's come back yeah, to it after I read Wanted Scoundrels. One in a black human pirate four three. When it when, and when this dies, target opponent creates two colorless treasure tokens. Period. Yeah, I'm not going to read what yeah. treasure does. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was one of those like weird cards in in Ixalan where you're like, oh, that's a huge creature for two. Yeah, but if it dies, my opponent gets two mana, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, giving your opponent two mana is a lot. But that's two treasures. If Mazarik's out, they're going to sack those. You're going to get a lot of plus and plus encounters. It's probably worth it. So, yeah, all of these cards have in common the idea that we're going to give our opponents treasures. And uh, that is obviously not great. But um, we've, we've got some ways to pay that off. But let's first look at these cards. Buckner's Everfull Purse. Two mana, pay one, tap, roll a d4, get some treasures. So I have a feeling, and then you pass it off. I have a feeling that this this card kind of depends on how well you roll that first d4. Like if you yeah. show your opponents that like, oh, I paid one and I got four treasures off of this thing. I think like, and it's like, okay, well now it's yours. Like you do whatever you want with it. I don't get anything else from it until you do. Until, until like it comes around. Until three other players right? do. Obviously, that's not the case because we care. We actually, this deck secretly cares about you guys having treasure, so I want you to have them. So I think this card is designed pretty nicely, right? Like, yes, it's possibly pay three to get one treasure and then never see this again. That sucks. That's, uh, I would like this better if Bucknard's Everfull Purse cost one. Consider because yeah. then it could have been one and one, and then maybe we break even, or maybe we get four or whatever. Two is like, uh, is this worth it? Anyways, but passing it around again, kind of meta dependent. But I think people are going to be like, okay, I'll try this once. I'll see what happens. Worst case scenario is you break even, right? Tempting contract is not even close to that. Tempting contracts four mana at the beginning of the at the beginning of your upkeep, so it doesn't even trigger until the next turn, and then everyone just decides whether or not this card has any does anything in your deck okay so i've included this i think this card is terrible it's awful but i put it in the deck because of what sean said it's meta dependent right sometimes you have those players who are like i never pay for i do not pay for ristic study or i do not pay for ristic i always take the tempting the like the tempt cycle you know all those cards like i always take those you know there's players who just don't care because it's fun and just do it so sure Hey, if that happens, if you know players like that, especially, you know, if you're willing to run a card like that, I think this is good. Also, because it's very on theme. And this deck isn't some super high powerful deck that might like people might. This also this has an, an effect of like some people might just feel bad for you if you're losing <laughs> that they'll give you treasures. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But it is so, so bad, though. Like uh, Andy Zupke had this out in. I can't remember if it was on 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 Commander Night Live or if it was on the the Scrap Trawlers, but he had it out for three or four turns of the table and it never did anything. So you just not. had four you just had a four mana artifact there that just ate up a card in your deck. It's awful. Um, what like we can dream up scenarios where people are nice and give this to you, but where there's no scenario where it, where if a player is like there's no scenario where it makes sense to do this right like. Even if you're, I think even well, if you as an because opponent, it's your upkeep, yeah, right. Like your opponents don't even get first use of that. Like I could understand if it's like, well, I I could win if I get this, but it's, yeah. it's not my turn. Like I don't on, get the treasure on their of my upkeep. Turn. They can get it. I think no. the fix to this is to is to, and I can't believe they didn't think about it this way. Is tempting contract should always give you one, right? Four mana. Get, you make a treasure at the beginning of your upkeep. Well, that's what all that's the other tempting cards exactly, do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Why would we break this? Why would we break the cycle and, and make this do anything else? And the reason why some people, I think, take the take the tempting cycles like offers is because they see you getting it and they're like, well, you're, you're you get one. I want one. And then yeah. they don't. And then it's like, well, then. But yeah, but then he gets two. And then you're like, 
then they're like, well, other players like, well, I'm not going to be the only one left out of this. But this one, it's way too easy for everyone to just be going, no, I'm just going to make you have a four mana, literally do nothing card in your deck. Yeah. Trade this in for that zero mana artifact that does nothing. I am not kidding. I want them to (laughs) errata this card to say that we get one. Yeah, I really do. I've That's never how thought the they tempting should do that. cards work. I've never thought they should do that. I truly believe they should do that for this card. And would it be so bad? Like, like, I mean, there's a million blue cards that give you an extra draw every turn. Like this effectively ramps you by an extra one every it's turn. It's not even good. It's still not good. Like it's real. It's not because it's still temporary mana, right? Yeah, it's not giving you a yeah. land every turn. And there's probably no. and there are cards that do that. <laughs> yes. So yes. like. Like think about it, like uh, Awakening Zone, right? It, it's a good, it's a good card, but that's even better than this, right? Like that's a creature yeah. you're getting. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I, I we included it because it's very on theme, and because of the, at this part in the show, I wanted to uh, talk about how we're going to give our opponents treasures, but it's a bad card, and I could go on for a long time about it. Anyways, uh, so. <laughs> So we're giving our opponents treasures as well. Uh, tangent over, rant over. Uh, mm. And here's where we're going to get, um, here's where the inspiration came from. Viridian Revel, one green green, an enchantment. Whenever an enchant, whenever an artifact is put into an opponent's graveyard from the battlefield, you may draw a card. Um, saw some people talking on Twitter about how this card is just generally good now because treasures are being run so much. And I think that that's true. I think that I a three mana enchantment, you're going to draw at least a couple cards off of this. And that's very worth it. Even if you only drew two, that's pretty worth it. You know what I mean? So and you're going to. So the fact that we're going to give out some treasures and we have a card like this in our deck, that's great. But we also have a couple other ones like Kothafed, Soul Hoarder, four black black for a six six flying legendary demon. Whenever a permanent owned by another player is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you draw a card and you lose a life. So, you know, there's a little bit of a uh, more danger there with old Kothafed, but that's still that's still a deal. You'll take most of the time there. Um, And it is not a may, by the way, you definitely you have to do that every time. So you you can get killed with this with this uh, card. But I've played this card. Actually, I played this card a bunch of times in a couple decks and I've it. That's never happened. So you're you're good. Uh, trust me. Um, but just in case you think it's going to be a problem, Fangren Marauder is here. A five and a green for a five five beast. Whenever an artifact is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you, you may gain five life. So wow. Fangren helps out with that five life. That's a lot of life, right? That's a lot. Especially if he, like like this card was clearly printed blows from mirrored and besieged it was clearly printed before treasures mm-hmm. and gold mm-hmm. and clues and food <laughs> it's like artifacts are going to the graveyard left lrc now <laughs> like I would, I would argue that this is like kind of like viridian revel this is kind of just a really good card like five life what, what's, any graveyard is like okay i'm gonna sack four treasures cast this spell gain 20, 20 life, life pass to you <laughs> it's unbelievable it's a common I mean, it's a six mana five five, but that's a big effect on the game. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's great. And there, there's another I don't, I'm not going to highlight it, but there's another artifact that does it does the same thing. except it's one life per per artifact for anyone's graveyard. And still like that's still worth that's still good. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's still good. But compared to like, after I've seen five, yes, I don't want exactly. one. You're not talking about one. Take one. I'm sending one back to the kitchen. Uh, OK, so let's speed through these last few here. Uh, okay. These two are just fun entries that work well with treasures. Yeah, Molder Slug, three green green, four six beast. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player sacrifices an artifact. Use it or lose it. Exactly. Use it or lose it. But even if you try to use it, then you have to lose something else. So what yeah, they're going to do yeah, is yeah. probably keep their treasures around, not use them, or at least one of them, uh, because Molder Slug is going to take your mana rock otherwise. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorcerer's Broom, two generic for an artifact creature spirit, two one. Whenever you <laughs> sack another permanent, you may pay three. If you do, create a copy of Sorcerer's Broom. <laughs> I'm just happy I found another deck that Sorcerer's Brew makes any sense to go in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we had it with uh, with uh, Oswald Fiddlebender, and now we got one here. So I like Sorcerer's Brew. And then we also have uh, Etherworks Marvel, which is just an incredible card. Four mana. Yeah. Whenever a permanent you control is put into a graveyard, you get energy. And then you pay six energy and tap this. And you get the f- you get a you get a card from the um, top six of your library, basically. Um, I like it. We love it. Uh, powerful card, of course. And then finally, 
Um, these these are the big these are the payoffs. We got Aetherworks Marvel here. This is a really big payoff card, and it's kind of like the opposite of what we were doing at uh, when we talked about treasure or uh, sorry tokens because that's a, a real big theme that we could have gone with. But Ovia Pashiri, Sage Life Life Crafter. It's a single green for a one two. Uh, human Artificer, Legendary. Pay two and a green tap, make a one one servo. Four and a green tap, make an XX colorless construct artifact creature token where X is the number of creatures you control. So you can get a bunch of servos and you can make these big constructs. And then similarly, we have Karn, the Planeswalker, Scion of Urza, four uh, colorless for the five loyalty walker. Uh, plus one, you reveal two cards and you get one. It's like card advantage, whatever. It's not important. Minus one, put a card you own with a silver counter on it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's the other half of that ability. Who cares? Here's what we care about. Minus two, create a zero, zero colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control. So it gets big. Karn gets really big. The Olivia things get or Ovia Pashiri gets really big from the servos. Karn gets really big just from your your treasures. So you do kind of have this like mini token theme, but it's not really because it really cares about your treasures. Anyways, it's a lot of fun and it all kind of works together at different points kind of along the curve. And um all the Very while nice. you're you're you know you're you're giving treasures to your opponents and they're sacrificing things and you guys are getting way bigger and it's like it's a fun deck yeah that sounds fun we don't have any red in here and you know what we don't need it we're fine uh speaking of we're all fine here uh the out in discord uh is where a lot of these ideas came from uh we went in there with just this theme and then of course you know, if you're a patron of ours over at patreon.com slash commanders brew, you can jump in on our discord and become a part of it. We've had some new Patreon, uh, new patrons recently, um, and uh, I'm excited to, to for for the new uh, new patrons to jump in the discord and help out with the next brews. But for this one, we had help from uh, some true classics, Dylan P.H., Jason Belk, uh, Eloy Dude, Brave Sir Robin, Chiefy, Nostrak 2, Beppo and Beauregarden. Uh, if I missed anyone, apologies. I'll get you next time. But uh, this was a, uh, a Fast and Furious brew. It was like a tight group really coming together on this one. So I really appreciate uh, the help as always. Um, well, we've talked about the Discord helpers. We we finished breaking down the deck. Let's get into the budget report. Okay. Uh, I was happy to, I'm happy to report that this one is under a hundred dollars. We got this one to be TCG, uh, market price or whatever it is like 93 mid is like around 90 something. So yeah, we're under a hundred with this. The low was about 55, uh, and you can definitely shave a few dollars off of, of that. Um, if you're, uh, if you're looking to do that most expensive card in the deck, Sean, you mentioned it already. Revel and Riches. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Like on. Uh, it's like $13, I think. Something like that. Um, yeah, it's about 13 bucks, and it's tough because it is really good and it's an engine. But at the same time, it's scary to, uh, to your opponents and they will just destroy it as soon as they can, basically. So, yeah, I think you could cut it, but I would try to le- try to keep it in as much as I could. Second most expensive is Karn, Sign of Urza. It works really well. That minus two, even if you can only get it off once or twice, is really sweet. But I I think you can do without it. I think it's like we can find other ways to like have this kind of end game creature to help us, you know, kill stuff. So I would say you can cut Karn. Karn's coming in at about uh, how much is it there? Uh, seven bucks. Seven bucks. Yeah. Uh, and this is an interesting one. We didn't talk Ooh, about this, but treasure map. Yeah, I do love this artifact. It's a two minute artifact, one in a tap to scry one, but you also put a, a landmark counter on it. And then when you get three landmark counters on it, you flip it over uh, and it becomes treasure cove uh, taps for colorless or tap sack a treasure, draw a card. It, it allows your treasures to either be mana or cards, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And it gives you three treasures right away when it flips as well. Yeah. It's just it's one of those things where it just ties up one of your mana for a couple of turns, but you will get paid back those three mana if you don't set right right. Like it, yeah. it pays for itself it does, over yeah. time technically. It's um, a great card. It's, it's just a tempo thing. It, yeah, and it, and it's 
the scry one is nice right uh, yeah it's it's it's, I'll uh, take it. it's it's good it's a really good card it's about what like six bucks or something like that yeah 650 and um i there's not that many ways to make treasures in the deck honestly uh there's enough to make a deck like i said but if we start cutting them out then we start losing one of the main things we're doing so treasure map i really same thing as revel and riches i know it's kind of expensive but i'd like to keep it but if you were to cut one i'd say cut revel because you're cutting like twice the price of this yeah. Treasure map can at least um, can help you draw cards and stuff as well. Um, and and then when it comes to pricey cards, we did not run. Well, the number one that just came right to my mind was Old Gnawbone uh, because mm-hmm. we talked about this one in the Discord uh, right away. But this is a $27 card. It's it's a seven mana, seven, seven, but it's mythic. It's one of the things. <clears throat> Five green, green, legendary dragon with flying. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, create that many treasure tokens. Like create that many. Yeah, like this is this turns a, one combat step into. It's, it's so weird, good. right? Like like Crater Hoof is the greatest example of a big creature that kind of wins the game, but like Old Knobbone is just like, I mean, you're you're close to Crater Hoof. Why not just like wait? Like but now if you hit. You don't win the game, but now you have 50 mana. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah. So like, what are you like? It's weird. Like, I want a lot of mana, but I don't know if like I don't always want 50 mana. But it's nice if you just even got two or three. Right. Just being able, just hitting sure. and then getting a couple sure. mana here and there. But like by the time you have seven, it can make a difference. And in this deck, it certainly does make a difference. Oh, and sure. I think if you have one of these build this deck because this is like this is the this would be one of the cruxes of the deck it's so good um i thought about trying to like squeeze it in and try and still keep it around that hundred dollars but you just end up having to cut too much stuff so if you're looking right. to keep it under 100 but if you don't mind and you want to splurge old knob an incredible card in this deck and i would highly recommend it uh otherwise otherwise any token doublers are great obviously and uh, and um you know there's a lot of great sack outlets out there too but that's it that's what we're doing. That was the whole deck. It's a Masurek, um, uh Crawl, Death Priest, Golgari Treasures. Uh, you can do it. You can do it. You can take an off-color theme and go and run with it and, and see what cards are out there to support it and have a lot of fun. And Masurek and Treasures works really well together. You can go deeper on any number of angles we've taken in this deck, including Golems and Nichtekic. And in fact, you can see all of that on Lost Cards which will be out later this week if you're seeing this one that comes out right away. Uh, thank you all for watching this episode. We will be back, like I said, with Lost Cards in a bit. And next week with a brand new Deck Tech, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.